Before I get started today, I want to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, please leave a review and share an episode. If you want to discuss, you can reach out on the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at ChanceWhitmore5 on Twitter. Thanks. In the movie White Christmas, Bob Wallace, played by Bing Crosby, tells Betty Hayes, What do you know? Even little Judy has an angle. How I wish that wasn't true. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. We all have our reasons for doing things. At times, at times, we don't recognize truly what it is ourselves. Even when we are acting in what seems to be our most altruistic, there are often elements of selfishness inherently built into our actions. Most of the time, it may not matter, as long as the good gets done. At other times, those bits of selfishness, whether they are unconscious or not, can cause real damage. Today we're going to touch on both factors while looking at something I observed this week at a youth football game. Now let's get started. First off, for our European listeners, and I'm grateful for all of you, I do mean the American game of football, not what we call over here soccer. So for a little history and context, I love football. I played it from the time I was in about sixth grade through high school, even a year into college, very poorly, mind you. I coached it for about 11 years. JV, varsity, it didn't matter. I was around the kids. I was having a good time and learning myself, even as they did. I've watched it. I've been a Philadelphia Eagles fan since, oh, about 1986 when Buddy Ryan came over from the Bears. And to this day, I still don't understand why Rich Kotite was hired. In other words, it's been part of my identity for a long time. And so you get to see and experience some things. The sport has given me a lot, showed me a lot, and I'm grateful for all of it. And it's made me hyper aware of other things in a way that still exists even after even after 15 years since the last time I walked off the field as a coach. On top of that, some context for now. About 18 months ago, my now nine-year-old started to beg to play football. I wasn't thrilled, not because I don't think she could do it, but because I was afraid that she was doing it just because I loved the sport. I want her to love what she does, not do it because it pleases me. And honestly, after a few games of the season, I'm still not sure if that's the case. So we signed up. We went to one practice just as COVID was hitting and honestly walked away. I was not comfortable with the lack of precautions, so she lost out. And we were safer for it. And obviously, there have been no activities this year. And now, things are opening back up. So we're back at it. I'm impressed with Katrina's coach. He's upbeat and positive, 
giving all the kids equal time without thought, and all kids are made to feel welcome. It's great. And personally, I'm staying clear away from coaching because I know my daughter and it wouldn't be a great thing for both of us if I tried to coach her. So now I find myself a fan of fourth grade flag football. There's some awesome things going on out there. We get to see people serving their community again and feeling good about it. Giving kids of all socioeconomic backgrounds an opportunity to do something they wouldn't get to otherwise. In many cases, I see adults without ego serving. With an understanding that everyone wants to win, or at least should, they're focused on teaching the kids the game, and that's what drives the bus. And making sure kids have fun in the process. And selfish hope, I'm really hoping they learn what a team is supposed to be, because that's a hard one. It's a hard one for adults. It's a hard one for kids. And it can be so, so incredibly powerful once they discover it. But with every good, you got to take bad. And the bad generally is where the good learning comes. And in several different ways, Friday, I got to witness where a person's ego met their selfishness and it all came into play. I don't think... Most of these people, let's be honest, I don't think any of these people are operating from bad intentions. I just think they've lost track of their why. But here are three of the most serious offenders I saw. First off, the glory days guy. If you've met these guys, they're the classic, the older I get, the better I was types. In this case, these are often people, consciously or otherwise, who are living through their kids, desperately trying to reclaim or create his own perfect athletic experience, whether it was high school, middle school, or college. The kid's success is dad's success. And God help the kid if he isn't as good as dad thought he should be. Special side note on this. Dad doesn't have to be good to be a glory days guy. They can either be truly good former players, hoping for their kid to meet or exceed the standard that they set, or simply a disappointed athlete trying to get his own experience through his kid. Either way, it's a good way to run a kid out of the sport. Next up, I'd like to mention the win-at-any-cost people. Now, youth sports to me has always been about teaching kids the game and hopefully make them love it because that's the only way the sport's around for us all to enjoy later on is if the next generation picks it up. Baseball's a great example of this. The average fan is, what, 50? So... It's a, other than the hardcore fans, it's fading. When was the last time the average person watched a baseball game other than go drink a beer? These guys totally lose the script of what youth sports is about. And they're about 
winning at any cost. If they don't view a kid as good enough or someone who can help them, they get ignored on the sidelines. They're screaming at kids about missed coverages at seven, eight, nine years old. Not teaching, screaming. There's a huge difference there. And they'll develop a couple of players, but they'll drive many more away. And I can't imagine having any fun when, to you, every week is Super Bowl Sunday and it's not going well. And the last group I'd like to just briefly touch on today is kind of a little more fun group. They attend the Nick Saban School of Coaching. That is to say, there for the grace of Saban go they. They have their matching khakis, their $60 polos, their $100 pullovers, while walking around with a play sheet laminated and stuck in their their waistband like you see on TV. Guys, Nick's not calling. And you don't need a hundred plays. You need about six run really, really well to make sure the kid knows what they're doing. Y'all might be the smartest guys on the field. But that's not what's important right now, is it? It's critical to mention that I don't doubt any of these people believe they're doing wrong. They're trying to do the best they can for kids. They don't have bad intentions consciously. But the impact their own needs have on the situation have an impact on kids. Now let's take this forward, expand it a little bit. Think of a place in our own lives when we're telling ourselves we're doing the right thing for the right reason. What are our own unstated reasons for doing so? Is our own bias and fear creating a negative impact on the good work we're trying to do? It's worth considering, analyzing, and trying to move past. And I'll be honest, there's reasons I'm not going to coach my kids. What do you think? Have you ever run across something like this in your life? Witnessed it? Seen it in yourself? Let me know. A couple of shout-outs today. First off to Ian for his review of last week's episode on Podchaser. He referred to it as tasteful. I can't speak to that, but thank you for the kind words. Check out Ian's Why Whiskey podcast. And next off, Tiberius of the uh, Spy Hards podcast for his review. He refers to me as calming. Once again, not sure if that's entirely true, but I'll take it. Appreciate the shout out, the kind words. Worth mentioning. Holy crap. Are you guys watching Falcon the Winter Soldier? If you aren't, you should be. This six-part series has had me on the edge of my seat. It introduces an unsuitable new Captain America, asks questions of identity and race politics wrapped around a story where no one believes they're doing the wrong thing. I can't wait to see how it ends, and that's going to make it worth mentioning. That's it for this week's episode of Strive, Seek, Find. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review. It really does help. If you have feedback or ideas, please reach out on the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or to at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future and have a great day.